Welcome, welcome coaches, teachers, parents, and medical professionals. You are listening to Larissa Mills and my podcast at the table. I am the founder of iParentGen.com and today and every day we are going to discuss how families and schools are managing technology and raising children and teaching them. We are also going to listen to how technology is impacting athletes and their level of sport. So let's get to it. Stay tuned and please call in with your questions or join us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. But parents, you are not alone. There are courses, articles, and videos on my website. Please sign up for free. So let's get listening. Hello, today we are talking to Larissa. She is an educational consultant and a parent educator. And our topic today is teenagers and cell phones. And I'm so pumped about this one because I am living the life of that right now. And let me tell you, there are ups, there are downs. There are more downs than there are ups. So I'm really looking forward to this. Welcome, Larissa. Thank you very much, guys, Donna and 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 I can't and Jody and I. I am really glad that we are starting this conversation, yes. because there are so many parents who want to do the right thing and are just having a little bit of a hard time sticking to the consistency to do it. Yeah, that, that's tough. all I'm seeing. But now we are at what most physicians are telling me in my interviews, we are beyond an epidemic of this in addiction. Agreed. And I think COVID is making that 10 times worse. Oh, it was there before COVID, but yes, COVID is now making it much more apparent, Mm -hmm. much more apparent. And now we're seeing, I mean, even in the emerges, um, they're seeing more depression, anxiety, suicide. Um, but these are already alarm bells that were going off in terms of high school counselors, principals, teachers, social workers. They were already at waiting lists that you can't even get in to see your counselors or anyone for help. And uh, it, it is really, truly, I think, one of the bigger issues we have today in the whole world in terms of mental health to deal with and until people recognize it or actually face it yeah we're in trouble we're in trouble yeah well, Jeanette, i'm gonna let you uh jump in and start with our- that sounds good and this one i'm i'm <clears throat> i'm curious about this one too larissa how do you feel about cell phones at school Ooh, well <laughs> you're talking to the right person um, so- <clears throat> I wanted to take you back to when you and I went to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. We, yes. Where school was fun. We participated in things. We went to choir. We went to club. We did dance club. We participated in sports. We did all of those things. And our focus was much more concentrated and we could retain information. Right. Yep. Now, I'll take you through to what I see in the classrooms. And I see children sitting there. I I know they can't see me, but they take their phones down. I'm sure everybody knows. (laughs) And this is learning. And what this learning does is when you're looking down at your waist to look at your friend's photo, and then you're looking up at the teacher, you've missed what the teacher has just translated or instructed. So for instance, teachers start off in the very beginning of a class with uh, an objective information 
and what were rationale is. Now the kids are like, what, what, go again, say it. And 30 times in a 76 minute class, they are checking this phone. Yep. Now in terms of retention, we're not retaining, the kids are not retaining 30 to 40% of what they used to because everything's stored in here or they can find it. So technically they're using less of their brains and so are we. Mm-hmm. Education is slowly slipping in terms of academia retention. And that's why our, our um, larger scale literacy tests and large scale standardized tests, our scores are lower. Teachers are saying kids are not paying attention. It's mostly what I like to hear from a teacher is on the ground, what are you seeing? Uh-huh. They're not seeing eyes looking at them. They're not seeing eyes engaging. They're seeing these zombies as I am in the hallways that are just miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting, when banned schools, because I would like to ban all phones, personal devices from schools, because when you do that, like in Quebec, England, Germany, France, parts of Alberta, uh, Minnesota, there, I mean, there's so many places more in Europe because they agree that it's more about the social. Yeah. And the phones take away their, their potential in their psychological development. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they do that, participation goes up, academics go up, happiness goes up. People are participating in sports. They're much more involved. And I really, really... I can't wait to interview this one principal who just said, I'm doing it. You can hate me parents, but you need to get your stuff organized at home about track practice, volleyball shorts, whatever, and make your kids. You see kids haven't changed. Parents expectations have changed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. You know, back in our day, we didn't have cell phones, no. right? So communication. We talked yeah. more with our children yes. and we knew more. Yes. Right. Yeah. You forgot your Does that answer answer it? Pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think in the class, like you said, they're getting choppy information. Their focus is on, their focus is off, their focus is on. So they're not really delving in and diving deep into their comprehension in and of itself in academia. That's part of learning. So when you're learning something like meiosis and you miss the anaphase, um, you're going to mentally mess that up in terms of (laughs) completion of mitosis, right? So children are getting all of this short bits of information and also that's not healthy. No. Because are we raising them to be prepared for this world? No, we're not actually right now. There's not that I can tell you right now that that is not happening. And that when you speak to professionals, which I have spoken to CEOs, other forms of medical um, 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 directors and programs, and they're saying the kids today can't focus, even the resident, medical residents. Um, so we do have an issue and we're not preparing them for that long day of work and focus. Yeah. As a parent, I would love to see cell phones banned in schools. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm bravely, I'm bravely um, wanting to start a petition. Yeah. Yeah. I'd sign it. I'd be number one. Yeah. I'll be number two. I just don't understand why there's this sense of entitlement that a child has allowed their cell phone in school. I don't get that. Like, where is it written that they're entitled to have this? Because to me it just shouldn't be. And like, out of respect, like if I'm having a conversation with somebody, 
I hate when they're on their phone. So why, mm-hmm. why is this an agreement? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. that part's been kind of missed out of it, but. Now here's, here's the thing with that. Many boards across Canada, and I'm going to be speaking to more because I'm working with another film and, and I have to speak to them. I'm going to ask that question. What is your rule about phones? And they say, well, the parents want them. But the parents aren't educational experts. I am. I'm the one with the master's in learning. I'm the one who went to teacher's college. I'm the one that sees these children. I'm the one that sees that they're not focused and they're being, did you know that their heart rates go up to 160 for the majority of the day by three o'clock? Because every time, when you look at Dr. Nancy Collier's work, who is a lovely, lovely woman in Manhattan, she's a psychotherapist and wrote the book, The Power of Off. Very, very important book. I don't know if you want to add that, but yeah. she completely catapulted me into another world of screens. And she said that every time, well, she, her work was off another, another um, scientist, uh, Dr. Cheever, but every time a child would hear a notification, their heart rate spikes. Their adrenaline and do- this is a scientific Pavlovian experiment. Yeah. So essentially, we're ringing the bell. Yeah, we're like, what? Oh, did someone like my dress on Facebook? It's, well, yeah. I know, I know, we do Facebook, but kids do Instagram, Instagram, right? Instagram, yeah, or Snapchat. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, but but the principle remains the same, mm-hmm. right? We're we're looking at those, and what's sad is that almost seventy percent of the time that we actually look at our phones, it makes us unhappy. Yeah. Cause we're, it, it forces you as a, a young girl or boy to compare yourself to someone else's life picture, social event. Oh, look what they're doing. They're with all their friends. Oh, look at them. They're having, Oh, and I'm at home. So yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, all, it's all like the, the naive to it. Yeah, they're naive to it. Right? You know, even as adults, we look at people and go, look at their perfect life. They're vacationing here. And this, and I'm still stuck at home, you know. And yeah. but remember, that whole world is not reality. Yes. So, and so what everyone posts is their picturesque life, not the real yeah. life. And the more someone posts, I would actually, from what the two psychologists I spoke to say, the more unhappy they are and the more void needs to be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. The more chasms there are to be filled. And that is a parent's job to fill that chasm. Absolutely. So when kids say, like, this is the argument I used to make, my kids are, are grown up now. So, but this was the argument I always had when I would say to them, like, put your phone down. You don't need it. They would say, well, I'm talking to my friends. This is how we hang out. Like, how do you, because we're not used to that. Normally, you know, we'd have to pick up the phone and call and say, meet you me. You mean the one with the cord that's attached to yeah. the And you walked around that was like 12 feet. Or I'd say to my son, go knock on his door. Mom, that's weird. Nobody yeah. knocks on doors anymore. Yeah. Or even like actually physically call them and talk on yeah. your phone. No, but that's they all have phone anxiety. They can't, they get anxious about talking on the phone. Yes. And, like, and to answer your question, Donna, I, I would have to say this just first that the more we prevent and put routines in place with phones, the easier it's going to be for them. Because unless we show them how to balance phones at home, do you really think they're going to learn how to do it in first year university when uh, higher amounts of students in university now are dropping out than ever before? Yeah. It's so so yeah. short time. So for instance, when I do a webinar or an educational piece for a company, I say to them, 
set your times that they're allowed on their phones and install a control app. Um, You're allowed 20 minutes on Instagram. You are allowed 20 minutes. The death of me is Snapchat. Oh, oh yeah, that's the worst. I, I think we could do and cover, I could cover right now, probably three episodes of issues and scenarios that come up with Snapchat yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, but it's about monitoring the phones and those phones are not theirs. Yeah. I would actually ask for the phones to come into my room at night because I want them to know that they're not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. We, so yeah. what, like at all ages of tea, like what age would you say that's appropriate for? I think that's totally, um, um, Jody, child dependent. So for instance, um, I think my daughter, she had to buy her own. I wouldn't buy one. This is, she's 17. So this is ages ago. So she did an art class, taught it in my Pilates studio in the basement to earn money for an iPad. She had that and things started to change for me. And there was aha moments as to why I wanted to do this. It's, it, and it was mostly academic and psychological um, observation, but it was how things were changing in my own home that I didn't think were healthy mindset wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we're not teaching them how to focus and how to cope and giving them emotional skills, Netflix isn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Snapchat, Instagram, social skills actually cause more anxiety and children don't know how to process that. Mm-hmm. So they don't, we're in the age of, I don't want to miss. Yes. I don't want to miss out. Yeah. FOMO, then, I think it's called, right? Fear uh, of missing out. Fear of missing out. I, we could do a whole thing on that. Yeah. Um, and I think that to answer your question, it's about the, the age. So for instance, um, no one under six is allowed on a device in Canada based on the Canadian Pediatric Association. I believe that number is different in the, in America and England. I think it's uh, under eight um but i am seeing phones (laughs) i walked to the aquatic center to drop my daughter there and there's two kids who are like 10 with 11s and they almost got hit by a car and they're not even paying attention to their environment and birds and things and it breaks my heart to see it but why do we need to teach this when we need to be teaching this yeah, yeah. I, nothing be more crazy than when you're in the mall, like little wee kids are in strollers. Yeah. And Two-year-olds. And I, oh yeah, I, it drives me insane. And they're like, it takes oh. everything in me not to say something because I'm like, don't get involved. It's not your business. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and it breaks my heart because there are moments where parents, it is much easier today to be a lazier parent, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think by all means, it's harder to be a parent today, mm-hmm. right? We, we are all working. It's not yeah. the seventies where moms stayed home and work mm-hmm. yeah. moms and dads both work. There's less time. We are having kids that go everywhere. So there are a lot of outside factors involved in what's going on, but ultimately we're teaching our children not to deal with any type of emotion. And that's the danger. That is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, um, and kids at nine are committing suicide because they're being bullied. That, that's a, that's a, a thing that CAMH, the Canadian Association of Mental Health, is dealing with. It's, there's, there is an epidemic here, and it needs to stop. And I think, actually, education needs to take control mm-hmm. and, and say, you know what? They, these are not healthy. 
you can do what you want on your own time, but they're on our soil. Yeah. And we know what's best for them. Yeah. And they are going to be happier and more stimulated. And guess what? Their imaginations and creativity will come back. Yeah. And also, yeah. I think too, that parents oh. need to know, like, when your child's in class, do not text them. Oh, don't even. Like, that drives yeah. me crazy, too. And I have been guilty of it. I will say I am guilty of it. I have done it. Because, mm -hmm. I, you know, when they were in high school and the different times and and I really, really tr consciously try not to, but I have done it and they did get in trouble. And, you know, <laughs> now I'm like, well, you shouldn't have checked your phone. You should have looked at that at lunch. But, <laughs> but I'm really glad you brought that up because here's the cycle of what happens with their brain. So when they're at school, they want to be good, right? They want to please us. Yeah, and yeah. they want to say, well, my, if my mom, if I don't text her back, she'll, she'll take my phone away. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. side of the card yeah. then the other side of the card is oh I better listen to my teacher I gotta do what I'm told so now children who actually have phones we're giving them anxiety yeah they're they're fatigued by the time they get home because it all has to do with the brain yeah. and actually after I really talked to um I, I can't wait Dr. John Hutton who's a pediatric neurologist from Cleveland Hospital in Cincinnati Mm -hmm. He is studying and MRIing children's brains. Mm -hmm. I was mortified in his findings. Mm -hmm. And he's just in the beginning. Wow. So essentially the linguistic part of the brain is back here. Mm -hmm. And the more, how does he say it? The more we watch videos and let our children or us watch videos, we're not using the part of the brain that needs its muscle worked mm -hmm. and the synapses need to be firing. It's yeah. turning gray, not working. Oh. Jeez. So children at age four are coming to school. They can't compromise, communicate, cooperate. They can't, um, they're not even coordinated because there's a proprioception that happens, right? How we move our bodies in space. Mm -hmm. There are kids who I coach in volleyball. I have to repeat how to teach them how to serve because they don't know how to move their hand back. I'm, I'm like, where did this go? Yeah. Well, they're not getting outside anymore, right? They're it's a division in athleticism yeah. that we're all yeah. seeing. So when I, I I spoke to that athletic documentary, yeah. so half the children now, when teachers are seeing phys ed classes, are extremely athletic, and then the other half are obese, weak, and uncoordinated, and have no cardio. Yeah. So we're dividing the children up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In other schools in Europe. Yeah, I it, I'm an, a kindergarten educator. I'm a kindergarten educator, and I the amount of times if we take our little ones to gym within five minutes, I'm tired. Half of them are asking to sit down within five minutes of just active play. And we used to spend the entire day outside playing. And that's, that's what hit home for me. And I thought, how are these kids that out of shape at four and five? Because they used to play outside for four or six hours a day. Yep. So when, when, when we have a crisis, it looks like this. The Canadian Pediatric Association says that on average, a child under the age of 18 is on a device four to six hours a day. Well, if a parent is on their phone about four to five hours a day, which I don't even know how, how that's possible, mm -hmm. um, that means over 960 hours a year. That is 17,000 hours by the age of 18 that we are not spending with our children. Yeah. And they're not outside. Yeah. We're not yeah. there yet. We can't see the signs of all that yet. 
but we we are very close. That's that's a problem. Yeah. And part of the problem is too, and I'm just going to say it, um, we're as parents and adults are, we are just as addicted as the kids are. Oh, I so we have to start by setting the example as an adult. And if we're struggling with that, mm-hmm. how do we expect these kids to turn things around? Right. Cause well, everybody lives their lives through their phone. I think you're definitely onto something and thank you very much for saying that because I'm going to share a story with you that made me do this. Um, And it made me so angry. I actually went over the window and cried, like, you know, got emotional. So I'm in a hockey tournament. I will not name where, Mm -hmm. and I am watching my son play. And and I think it was just like, I don't know, MD, I don't know, MD hockey or no, it wasn't MD. It was like younger, younger. They were younger. I remember because I still needed to tie skates. That's how I remember. So I look over and there's a woman who I recognized and she was also watching the, the window, but on her phone and her son just scored a goal. Oh. She didn't know. Oh. I go over and I look at this man sitting with this little girl and she's on an iPad hooked into headphones and she has a little cute backpack and she's really cute. And here's my son beside her coloring. I bring a hockey backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have devices. Like he was three. Yep. Okay. So he's coloring and I'm sitting with him half watching the game. There is no phone out yeah. from me. And so then this woman comes over like in the second period to the husband and she goes, well, it's my turn. And he looks, he goes, well, I didn't even get 20 minutes on my phone yet. His daughter's sitting right there. And so then he goes back over to the window and he's watching his son yet. He still takes his phone out and his son scored the other goal to tie it up. And I thought, my son scored the goal to win the game, which is great for my son, right? Sure, and yeah. he didn't score a lot because he's defense. Yeah. Right? So for that to happen, huge, yeah. yeah. And so I had, and I'm very involved parent I, and I role model. I try not to have my phone out. I'm trying not to even, there are no phones in our car. There's no tech in our cars. Yeah. There's no texting when you're talking to someone in our home mm-hmm. and there's no, and those are the rules that we live by. And I, we try to all charge at the same time and it, it doesn't always work, but we strive. And now I can see when they're going out talking to people, my children are engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it took time to work on that. I, I mean, I have bags under my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it though. I think that's the other thing is parent. It's just so convenient to give your kid a phone and have them entertained and babysat by a phone, by a video, right. Put, put a TV yeah. on. Yeah. Do you know what's actually better for them to play a game of hockey on PlayStation than it is for them to be on a phone? Is that wow. right? I didn't know that. So if you're, rating, if you're rating the levels of addiction, mm-hmm. uh, phones are the worst. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, passive TV is, is the least than an, than an iPad, actually. Games, no. not Fortnite and not Call of Duty and those games, but I'm talking sport games. Yeah. There are moving games. If you have like dance, the dance ones. Yeah. Those are, those are better. Every one of those is better than a phone. Yeah. So here, what if, let's say we put all those parameters in place, because this, this is something that we've tried and this is what we run into. Um, we're taking your phone for the day, find something else to do. Okay. He's going to be 15. All of his friends don't want to do anything outside because they don't have the limitations at home 
like we tried to put on. So now he has nobody to hang out with, nothing to do outside with his buddies because the buddies don't have those limitations. So what do you do? That's been our biggest frustration. And I think that's, I think that is one of the most controversial points where we're at in all of this, to be honest, is that we need villages of parents who are like-minded as yourselves. Mm -hmm. And usually, which I did not know this, usually children gravitate towards children who have like minds like themselves, right? And I didn't know that. So you may want your kid to like that kid, but your kid won't like that kid for a reason because they're following your morals Mm -hmm. and how they're raised. So you may want to have a play date with the most popular kid in school, but your kid's like, no, uh, they're jerks. (laughs) and, And my kid will be like, Mom, no, I'm not playing with that kid. Yeah. And, and there are boundaries within their own selves and sense of picking up on cues. I, I'm not playing with that kid. And, um, and I'm like, okay. And, and then you learn that it's actually healthy for them. So finding them friends that are like-minded is important. And that starts young. Like I'm talking yeah. eight years old. Yeah, because I can say right now that would probably be an impossibility. <laughs> this point I, I hate to say that it's it's I don't think I don't think it is a possibility I think maybe do you know all of these these friends of the the parents or do you know them is there a way to chat with them and say hey can these can we get these guys out of the house can they play hockey can we get them to a soccer pitch can we can we get go play paintball for like yeah. paintball is going to be open in like three weeks yeah like can we and, and you don't have to say anything attacking. Just yeah. say, hey, guys, do you guys want to do something? Let's get them out. And see, so and I think if you show that energy, they're going to be like, oh, maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good idea. The um, more active we look, we're actually more attractive people, psychologically. <laughs> Seriously, no, when, when you want to do things and you have energy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It keeps you, keeps you motivated. That's for sure. That's for sure. sure. So the weight off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So cyberbullying is at an all time high. So how do we talk to kids about that? Well, that is a, that is a loaded question actually, because cyberbullying has six criminal acts, right? Harassment, intimidation, extortion, child pornography, defamatory libel. So those are the big labels. And it's very hard to talk to little kids about those criminal acts. Yeah. If you're talking about, in essence, cyberbullying is all about how we teach our children to be good people. Mm-hmm. So if we're teaching our children how to be morally guided and say and do the right thing and teach them on a phone how not to be misleading, how to speak kindly, know that once something goes into ink, it'll always be there. Those types of things and tips are helpful. Mm -hmm. But telling them what it looks like, like if you say, mom, Sally saw Jennifer saying mean things about her. Mm -hmm. Okay, come and tell me those things because we need to talk about that. Yeah. And the more we talk to our kids, actually, the more they're going to talk to you, the more we make ourselves available, the better. Yes. Right. I I never work on my phone. I'm always on my laptop. So my kids know I'm not on my phone. Mm -hmm. 
And that's another role. When my husband and I are working, he is in the study and I am, well, we don't have enough room. (laughs) So the dining room, like, I don't know if you can see, but the dining room right here, I would love to work here, but the kid, the teenagers take it over. Yeah. Because we're doing half online, half, right? So these are different times. Whoa, my cat just jumped up. Um, (laughs) So um, it's to answer the question, Cyberbullying is tricky and it depends on age and level of comprehension, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like teaching them how to be good and bad. That's the best start. Yeah. Yeah. And I always told my kids, once you put something out there, it's out there and it will spread. So and the next level of that is usually that happens is um, inappropriate sexting, inappropriate photos, inappropriate nude photos and the sharing of those. Yeah. And those become extortionative and, and blackmail forms of, of that. And then let me tell you, it is happening everywhere, everywhere yeah, in every country, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. So Larissa, to wrap this up, what, two things what is your message right now that you want everyone to hear and two what is your starting solution what is your message that you want to send to parents where can they start to make changes in their home that would be attainable for everybody Mm, just two (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have to Uh, do we will have you on again I think overall it's don't, don't give in and find a village of parents that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Install control apps because the phones are yours, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to control the time they're on. They're only allowed on an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything more than that, you're leading them down to a display, a delayed path or a path of mental health issues. Yep. And if a parent knows that they don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that install a control app. I would say bond with your child every day. Like, do you know how many times I've played president lately? <laughs> See, we've done the same thing. Um, cards of immaturity, cards of humanity. Like, yeah. what's that called? So an hour a day your child needs from you to feel secure. And to, if they don't develop the sense of security and attachment in psychological terms and behavior, they're going to have very hard times as adults. Yeah, 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 it's true. And once an adult actually knows that, they actually kind of change gears. So routines are paramount to reducing screen time. Okay. Find the time that is best for your child to be on the phone and they cannot be in their rooms with the phone. Okay. So no, no phones at bedtime ever, 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 ever. If they can't fall asleep. And the other tip that I have actually in my book coming out is an alarm clock being put in their rooms because they can't argue if they need their phones. Oh, yes, they can. My son pulls it all the time. I need my phone to wake me up. But I also, I said, I bought you an alarm clock. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't always go off or I sleep through it. I'm a heavy sleeper. Like I bought my (laughs) One of those ones where it rolls around the room and you got to catch it. I'm going to wax them. And the phone stays out. And now, now my daughter's much older and she's actually very good because swimmers need to get up really early. Yes. Yes. So I'm very lucky in terms of that. The other son, he's, there's no room. Um, there's no cell phone. It stays down on this floor okay. and, and I, and it's becoming a thing and he goes to bed like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem we're having is we're up until two. 
2.30 in the morning. Sleep is um, actually interesting. I have a podcast with Dr. Natasha Sharma, who is a dream of a brilliant woman with all of this. And between her and Dr. Collier, it's very evident that there are more prescribed drugs being made to children to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a unnecessary and completely avoidable scenario. Yeah, It's so, scary. Yeah. Like, I, I can't thank you enough for being on today because I mean, I, yeah. most of this, you know, like I kind of was aware of it, but I didn't realize the, how do you know? The gravity? Yes, yeah. of it, right? And, and widespread, COVID only affects a certain part of our population. Yeah. And, but you see phones affect everyone from one up to 80. Yeah. I agree. Well, we're going to have to have you on again because yes, we're, I can talk for hours. For yeah. hours. Oh, no, and I love that. I love that for sure. But I feel I'm like very open so to that. I'm very happy to do that. Well, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, and feel free. There's lots of free articles on my website. There's lots of courses to help. There's even a phone detox course. Well, you know what? We're going to put that on our, on our Instagram. Help sure. to taper it off. Yeah. Um, I have videos. I think my YouTube channel just started. I'm not sure. And, and I'm writing a book. It should be out in May. Yep. Thanks so much, Larissa. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.